Hey, it's Anthony Conklin. Welcome to the Anthony Conklin Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs drive success, connect their passion, purpose, and why. We try to bring every day something of significant value that's going to move the needle in your business and in your life. Today, I have on my show someone I've been following for a number of years. He's best-selling author of many books. I mean, uh, Eat Your Lunch, The Lost Art of Closing, and one of my favorites, The Only Sales Guide You Ever Need. Uh, he's an international speaker, but the one thing that excites me about our guest is he's not just a sales leader. He is a B2B complex sales sales leader, and Anthony, I think you'd agree we're in a pretty complex situation, so uh, we're happy to have you on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, well, Anthony Inarino. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you, as always. Uh, good to see you as well. There's too many Anthony's, so they can't handle two <laughs> Anthony's like this. This is a lot for people to take in. They're going to have to consume it for a little bit. Say, oh, okay. I got it all figured out. I know, I know the right Anthony. Uh, so, Anthony, I want, I want to jump into I, I wrote down a couple of questions that I, I wanted to really get into. Listen, you and I spoke a little before the recording. This is probably one of the most challenging times that I know I faced in my career. Um, I know you and I have been around probably about the same amount of time. I mean, we, we've been through dot-com bubbles and crashes. We've been through 9-11. We've been through, um, I mean, even I was old enough to be part of the 87 crash. But this is something that's completely, completely thrown everybody on kilter between a, an economic downturn and a pandemic. What are, what are sales leaders doing right now? What should they be focusing on by not, instead of getting distracted from all of the mainstream media stuff? What, what should sales leaders be doing right now? I mean, the most important thing is to just figure out where you are in space. And I, I think of all the things that are useful right now, the Kubler-Ross grief cycle is a really good place to start. So mm. when something, an event like this occurs, and remember, the recession is the outcome of the global pandemic. We weren't in a recession before this. This is one that we created. And when you think about this, it tells you what kind of people we are, that we're willing to give up $2 trillion in GDP to save as many lives as possible. And that's what we did. Exactly. What happens to most people is when there's an event like this, uh, they immediately start with denial. This can't be happening. This is the United States. Things like this don't happen in the United States. And then you find out, well, yeah, it does. And then they get into anger. And so now I'm really, really upset about this because, you know, Anthony, like you, I had plans. Like we were going to have a big year. Well, <laughs> guess what? Man plans, God laughs. That's how that works. So absolutely, we, we've got this plan and then something happens. And then for a lot of people, they slip into depression and they feel a sense of helplessness and they can live there for a very, very long time. So the emotional state is connecting with myself and trying to get something going for me internally. And when people get stuck there, they're completely disempowered. And then once they get through that, and some people, will, they can stay in denial or anger or depression for a long time. Sure. Uh, once they get through that, then they start bargaining. And this is when you start to decide, what does this mean? And mm -hmm. I'm going to start talking about telling you my story. This is what we had to do. We had to furlough these people. We're doing this other thing. And you're trying to make sense of it so you can get to acceptance. But leaders, I mean, you can go through this if you want to, but it, it, it's not a great yeah. leadership decision. So the right decision for a leader is just go to acceptance, <laughs> the, like in a very, very stoic kind of way, just go straight to acceptance. I can't do anything about a global pandemic. I can't do anything about the deepest recession, which is actually uh, closer. I mean, it's larger than the depression of the 1920s. Right. So I can't do anything about that. So what can I do? I can only control the things that are in my control. Right. So as a leader, you've got to go to your team and you've got to have a conversation about, listen, we can't do things, anything about the things that we are unable to control. So what can we control? 
we can control our response. So this is a Stephen Covey, like between stimulus and response, there's a pause. So you have to take this pause and say, okay, I'm accepting this. And now what can we do? And if you're, if you're going to be a sales leader right now and you're going to lead your team or you're going to lead yourself, the right thing to do is to just look and say, what is in my control? And then I would tell you to start with some very simple things like, can I get some exercise? Uh, I was late to this because I walked five miles with my wife and we were a little bit behind our schedule today. So uh, can I get some fresh air? Can I get good sleep? Can I maintain my health? And I'll my be on my five mile walk after this, by the way, because my, my five miles is lined up right after this call. So I, I applaud you for that. I applaud you for really that. important. So you're taking control of the thing that you can control. And if you're outside and you're breathing and you're eating right and you're sleeping and you're hydrating and you're doing these basic fundamental things, you're going to feel better. <laughs> and then you have to start doing a couple other things that are really worthwhile as a leader and then to, to be able to communicate with the people that are in your charge. I mean, you've got to be grateful. So you have to understand, okay, so I'm angry because we, we took $2 trillion out of the economy. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. Or you could be grateful you live in the kind of country where people are so good that they put themselves in harm's way to save as many lives as possible. And so you look at that and you think that's extraordinary, the kind of people that we are, even if we got some of this wrong. It, it wasn't because our intentions were bad, our intentions were good. And then you've got to start saying, what, what can I do to help other people? So if you want to start your recovery, and you should, you should start reimagining, repositioning, refusing to buy the new normal like you should you should forget about all that stuff and say i have to go help other people recover i have to right. go help my clients recover their business i have to help them find their way through this and once you get out of worrying about you and your focus shifts to other then you become empowered and you're like you know what we have ideas that could help them we have tools that would let them recover their business faster we can have conversations with them that's going to move them from the place where maybe they're still bargaining to acceptance and then getting past that and saying, we're going to move forward. So as a leader, you have to make sure that you're constantly telling your team, like, this ends. This is not a new normal. Don't buy that. I had a, I had a good friend who called me earlier this week, and he said, people aren't going to make face-to-face -face phone calls for 12 more months. And I said, well, I have two of my eight that had three meetings yesterday and closed $2.4 million worth of business of walking into three different companies and having sit down face-to-face -face meetings. I mean, you can believe yep. that if you want to, but it's not true. And we are going to go back and we are going to become human again and not be six feet away from each other. There's no chance yep. that this lasts because it's not what we are as, as homo sapien sapien. It's not what we do. Well, we're social. Well, we're social creatures too. You know, we want to be connected. You know, you, you you said a lot there. I think a couple of things I wrote down that I wanted to mention was the pause. Right? Some people are, are coining this the Great American Pause. Right? Everything was stopped, and you know the the proverbial rug got ripped out from under us. I and mean, if I go back to January, I'm I'm excited. I'm great. My team's ready to go. I'm I'm working on a great assignment, Anthony. I think I shared with you some of the uh, consulting and strategy uh, clients I've had. I was really excited. And all of a sudden, March, the rug got ripped out. And the one thing I, I realized uh, is that emotions are, are driving people to make a lot of decisions. And you use the word stoic, and that's something that we all need to start thinking, shifting our mindset, because this emotional roller coaster we're all, all on right now and again again you know, we're getting distracted by a lot of noise and we got to get back to as you said what can we do to help ourselves to help others because when we help others we help ourselves in return i heard something interesting i wanted to share with you i forget one of the um, something on social media is that 
and I've kind of lived by this for the past couple months is that uh, sales leaders have to look at, or they're going to find that they have three types of prospects, right? One is, Hey, I'm in an economic downturn. Um, I'm in a pandemic. Don't call me. I don't have a sales rep or my, my BDM or don't, don't call me because I, I need to wait for this thing to blow over. Those are, those are the prospects that are putting their heads in the sand. And yet at the end of the day, Anthony, I don't think we're going to do business with them anyway, because if they're dealing with this situation now, they may not be a prospect later on. The second bucket is a lot of prospects are, Hey, this is an opportunity for me to look at, maybe I can trim the fat in my business and sales leaders want to focus on those. And I'll talk about ideal client and defining your avatar is that, well, this is an opportunity for us to cut out some of the fat in our business or, or um, look at some efficiencies. So yeah, I want to talk to you about your A product or B service. And then there's C, which I think you and I probably fall into is, is we just want to sell the hell out of this. We want to sell our way out of it. And not in a, in a sort of a brute force over the head. It's, you know, I have something that's so valuable that it's going to help you when you have your reopening and it's going to cost you more money. I'm going to help you. you know, there's two things we do. either increase revenue, or decrease cost or take out risk. So I want to talk a little bit about those headwinds that you're facing right now and how you're dealing with it and how we should be dealing with it as entrepreneurs and sales leaders. When you, when you look at the three types of people you describe, so the first type, you know, when you get an objection and it sounds like, you know, there's a global pandemic, how dare you call me, you know, then your response just has to be, it's why I called you. Mm. You know, th there's one of two things that's true about where you are right now. Either you're concerned about your survival or you're concerned about your growth and getting your business back as fast as you possibly can. And even if it's not time for you to do anything right now, let me share with you the ideas and the resources that we put in place so that whichever one of those two choices you're faced with, whether it's survival or growth, we can show you how you can get there faster and recover your business. So even if there's not a next step, let's have a conversation about that. I'm right. not going to ever back away from doing what's right. So doing the right thing is always the right thing. It never That's right. Changes. That's right. That's you right. always have to do that. And look, if you, if you believe that your charge in life is to go out and help other people get better results than they could get without you, well, if you can do that in good times, well, then you damn well better go do it in bad times when people actually really need your help and they're really suffering. Like, why would you withhold that? It right. makes sense. The second one, the, the kind that believe, well, I'm going to cut myself to greatness, uh, that, that never works. No one ever shrinks, shrinks their way to greatness. It doesn't happen. Right. So right. you need to say, look, let's help you right the ship, but also let's make sure you're making the right investments so that you can recover faster and capture greater wallet share from your existing clients and help them come back or to capture market share that you want or to grow your business and get you at least moving that direction. The ones that are already growth oriented, they're easy. They're like, what do you got? How can you help me? Let's get started. How do we get moving on this? Those are the easy ones, but I think you're going to run into all three and you, you just have to remember the reason I started with, uh, the grief cycle is because it sort of lets you know where, what you're dealing with. Like, where are they? They're still in denial. You're way behind the rest of us. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, and you're an entrepreneur too, like we get to acceptance really fast. Yeah. We're like, got to do something. Let's figure out what we can do. It's and a survival. It's a survival mentality. It really is. And, and, and it's also a growth mentality. So I, I, I fully believe that. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, and it's kind of turn the page here. Uh, once again, if you're joining us late, this is the Anthony Conklin podcast. Uh, we're talking to Anthony Inarino, who uh, I've, I have to claim to be one of my virtual mentors. Um, I would claim him to be a good friend of mine, but he's also in, in incredibly um, on top of what's really going on and, and uses fundamentals to navigate challenging times. I hear this word and I'm going to bite my finger off because it, it angers me. 
because you know, you know, you get that one word that gets overused, right? Value is one of them. But the other one is, well, you have to lead with empathy. And I know I've been, I accuse myself of using that word empathy. What does real empathy mean for sales leaders and entrepreneurs now, again, navigating through this, this, uh, this challenging time? When you say lead with empathy, give me an example of how we're, sales leaders should be leading empathy. We're, we're not good at empathy. I mean, just <laughs> as a species, we're not good. We need to get we a suck whole at lot. It. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would just tell you right now, you know, in, in the last Sunday's blog post and newsletter that I sent out, I talked about the developmental psychologist Piaget mm. who would sit down with four-year-olds and he would show them a box and say, there's a red side, there's a blue side. He would show them both sides so they could see there was a red and blue. And then he would point the red side at the child and he would say, what color are you seeing? And the child would say red. And he'd say, what color am I seeing? And the child would say red. Because if I'm seeing red, you must be seeing red too. So right. we, we both are seeing the same thing, even though I'm looking at blue. And it's because when you're four years old, you can't take another person's perspective. You can't get into their skin and feel what they feel or see what they see. But when you get to be about seven or eight years old, Piaget would repeat that and he would show somebody red and blue and then say, okay, what color are you looking at? And they'd say red. And he'd say, what color am I looking at? They'd say blue because they know now that that's the blue side. But empathy means being able to take that other person's perspective. And if you want to be a great leader, if you want to be an effective leader, if you want to help other human beings, the most important thing is to be able to take their perspective, to see it from where they're seeing it which means you have to understand the experience that they've had. You have to understand how they're interpreting this. And so empathy means walking a mile in someone else's shoes. For me though, compassion is something greater than empathy and compassion means recognizing that their shoes are three sizes too small and then getting them a pair of shoes that actually fits them. So empathy means I feel what you're feeling. I feel your pain, but compassion means I got to do something about your pain. So right now where we are in the world, I mean, as soon as this started, I started getting emails and phone calls saying, we should stop selling right now. It's not a good time to be selling. And I'm like, well, that's probably the worst possible choice you could make. When people are hurting and they need your help, your first reaction is to withhold the help that you could give other people. How, How can you do that? It doesn't make any sense. So when we talk about empathy, I always attach it to compassion too. So it's not, I understand that you're going through this pain. It's, I'm going to help you do something about it because that's what we're here to do. And if you're in sales, yeah, I don't know if you believe this or not. I hope I can convince you to do it. And I hope I can hook you in the idea. Sure. You're here to help other people get better results than they can get without you. So yes. if it's good times, that's what you're supposed to be doing. If it's bad times, it's what you're called to do. You have to go now make a difference for other people. And the sooner you start doing that, the better your results are because that's the only way we ever generate results in, in, in our chosen profession is to go out and make a difference for others. So this is the greatest opportunity you have to really go make meaningful changes for people that really need help right now. And I think that underscores a lot of the things that you say, uh, especially in, in all three of your books. Uh, the one thing I use, and I admittingly steal this from you, and I mean this in a loving way, is um, that's how you become a trusted advisor, right? How do you become a trusted advisor? First, you have to have trust, and second, you have to have advice. And the only way to get trust and advice is when you think in terms of other and you think of terms of serving people. And I think right now people need to be served more than we, we've seen in probably a generation or a lifetime. Um, so you, you've worked on, you, you've worked on three successful books. I love them all. I have them all here, not in my office here, but in my office at home. I love them. Uh, what are some of the projects you're working on right now? So what's going on with Anthony and his world? What are some of the things that we can see from you that my listeners and viewers can latch on to like I have? 
Well, you, uh, you started with like, how has my business changed? Every live event I had was, was canceled. I mean, so every, every single thing I had, I, I, I travel every single week and I haven't traveled since March 5th. That's, this is a long time for me. <laughs> I'm expecting uh, divorce papers and <laughs> back into a hotel at some point. I'm leaving. I got an extra room here in the house. Here. You can come down here if you want. <laughs> warm down there too. There you go. Um, Good. The, so I've done um, virtual training now. So we've got a recovery plan course coming up on June 16th that's uh, open to the public. We're going to start doing some trainings around um, like virtual live trainings for sales groups to come in. This first one we're doing on recovery is just about how you go execute a recovery plan for and with your clients. And uh, it's already filling up really, really fast. So that's been a pivot for me. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that um, I've got a speaking gig in September. I've got a second one that looks like it'll be in Vegas in September. Vegas is back open. Yeah. And it, it looks like we're going to be coming back. And there's a lot of precautions that have been put in place. So I hope that that comes back. I'm writing book number four, uh, a leadership book. And I already have uh, five, six, seven, and eight outlined for for the next five years so i took a year off Mm. and so i could be fair to the three books that i wrote because i I was not (laughs) very fair to those books they came out three books in three years and the gap between number one and number two was 10 months so i i thought i need to be fair and actually promote those books and do the work there before we move on but anthony confession as a reader what, what you know when i read uh, the only sales guide you ever need. I'm like, okay, that's right. The only sales guy I ever need. And I think you mentioned in your podcast, you're not going to need any other book after this. And then you came out with two more books, yeah. which, which I thought was brilliant, by the way. Um, I, I'm, I'm really excited that you, you're, uh, that you continue to be focused and you also uh, continue to be a voice of reason. We're going to bring this thing home and, and uh, wrap up the podcast again. I'm Anthony, I'm so glad you had a time, you had a time to sit with me and, and, uh, and share your thoughts and ideas about what's going on, uh, not only just in sales, but also in life and in business. Uh, what are some of the, give us three kind of three takeaways of what we should be doing right now. Uh, not only as just as people, but as sales leaders and entrepreneurs that are, are still struggling with, okay, well, you know, what, those recovery things are great, but what can I do like right now in front of me? How can I deal with, Hey, listen, I, I, I lost that client and uh, I, I applied for PPP money. It didn't happen. You know, what do you do sort of with that, that frantic entrepreneur that's still finding their way? You know, what are some of the things, what are three, three or four pieces of advice you can give to them to keep them, keep their heads on straight? I mean, if you're, if you're still struggling and you're still suffering through this, I mean, the, the best thing that I can tell you to do is to get past the denial, past the anger, past the helplessness and start saying, these are the things I can control. Mm-hmm. And then, and what I tend to do, I mean, this is just, if I have any kind of anxiety, I write everything down. Like, this is what I'm anxious about. Here's the worst thing that could happen. What can I do about it? And if I can do something about it, I'm going to make a list of four or five things I can do. And then I'm going to start taking action on those. But if I can't do anything about it, I circle it. Like I can't do anything about that. Like there's a global pandemic. I wouldn't have chosen that for us, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I have to decide how am I going to live with it? The other thing is start getting out of your self-orientation and into your other orientation, because that's where you have the power. So when you start to recognize, I have to go out and, and create value for other people, for me to grow my business, uh, you can't grow your business without going and creating value for other people. It just doesn't work that way. This is Zig Ziglar. It's like you can have anything you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. All right, well, then you have to start doing that. And then the other thing is, if you can do any kind of um, exercise that would allow you to 
to get past it. So one thing, a gratitude journal, uh, beginning of the day, end of the day. And, And here's the trick for gratitude, Anthony, that not a lot of people know. The real trick for gratitude is to be grateful for the bad things that happen. And, and because that's they what, make you who you are today, right? The adversity is what strengthens <laughs> you. So you've got to look at this and say, in my lifetime, what's left of it, the odds of me having a global pandemic, the deepest recession, civil unrest all at the same time yeah. are relatively low. But if it happened again, I now have a playbook for it because I've been through <laughs> it this time. So now I know what to do. But you, you have to decide, I have to be grateful for everything that happens to me on this, this life that I have. So I, I just have to, and I have to believe it's empowering. And look, you lie to yourself all the time. Yeah. Nobody's buying anything right now. This is a new normal. You, you say all these things, you repeat the lies to yourself. If you're going to lie to yourself, tell yourself really good lies. <laughs> like, I'm so empowered right now. I'm going to go make a difference for people. If, if you believe that lie, you're going to do a lot better. So if I'm going to move the needle for everybody and everything in my life. <laughs> That's great. Anthony, thank you for joining us today. Uh, before we go, uh, I know how to find you, but uh, how can my listeners find you? Um, one thing I will say before you say that is you have to subscribe to Anthony's uh, sales blog. I get it every Sunday. I get anxious when I look at my phone. If I don't see it right away, I get nervous. But when it comes up, I read it. So um, how can you? How can people find you? TheSalesBlog.com. The newsletter is forward slash newsletter once you get there and uh, you can't miss it. Once again, I'm Anthony Conklin. This has been the Anthony Conklin Podcast. If you're struggling with sales, strategy, prospect, and execution, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a note. We'd love to reach out with you. Hey, listen, you have greatness within you. Don't forget to live every day with passion. Be a giver, and we'll see you next time.